Hello, welcome to the Patch Podcast, episode 366. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Uh, only Matt with us tonight. Yeah. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing all right. I think I'm sitting too far from my microphone. I'm messing with my monitor arms here. I got some you new monitor s- arms. You sound good over here. Okay, well, I'm going to move myself. There we go. A little Ooh, bit closer. sounded more radio now. No. Um, some of our top stories this week include Kojima Productions launching new film, TV, and music division. That's pretty exciting. I know uh, the Kojima's always wanted to get into that kind of stuff, be more of a film director. Epic Games acquired rock band developer Harmonix. This is to help flesh out the metaverse. Battlefield 2042 has millions of players and is performing better than Battlefield 5, I think much to our surprise. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Lord of the Rings Studio is making a new game based on a, quote, major worldwide IP. But we're also going to talk about the Game Awards since I guess we missed that last week. I was away. Um, and I, I think they might have announced them... Maybe even earlier than that. That sound right? Am, I, I think if might anything, have been, totally missed it. I, well, the thing is, is I, I don't remember talking about it last week, but I think it may have been announced around the time we made the show because mm. our articles, like we obviously pull the articles like the night before and sometimes like a little bit on the day of, yeah. and those didn't make it in. So it's very possible that the news hadn't covered it, and it may have just been like a near miss, you know? Yeah. Uh, so let's start off with what's new, Matt. What's new with you? Uh, well, I mean, it's not new. I'm still doing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> and I've identified a, a problem with that game. Uh, you know, I've talked about the meandering, like, level cap where, oh, I'm trying to do the story. Oh, I'm not high enough level, that type of thing. Um, and I found one issue with the game, why it feels so bizarrely long. So I have about, I'm approaching 50 hours in the game, which actually isn't that much considering how much time I've been playing it like the like how long it's been since i've started it. it's it been months i think at this point and i think the number one thing i i'm found is is that the quests meander and splinter a lot so i'll give you an example there's a quest where it says and i'll be i'll be vague it'll, it says go help this this general okay and then this general you go talk to him and he says i want you to kill these three people so i go and i kill the first person kill the second person and they're two different missions right so now I have one mission that's split into three three submissions. Complete the two, kill those two people. Two of the submissions are dead. Go to the third submission. Guy can't be found. So I'm walking around, can't find him. It's supposed to be found in this gymnasium. Can't find him. It's not marked on the map. Not by a question mark, not by any of that stuff. So I'm walking around, walking around, and I'm waiting. I'm walking around in the city, which, which I had to find the city too, by the way. It didn't tell me where the city was either. It told me like the province. So I like went way up high and like found it and stuff. And so I find the city and I walk around the city for a while and I get one of those like historical landmark pop-ups and the historical landmark pop-up like tells me the gymnasium's here. So I, I go in and I'm like, oh, one of the side quests is here. Okay, that makes sense. So I go do a side quest and it says, oh, if you do the side quest, it'll weaken, you know, this guy in some way. So I, I, I keep on, like I, I do the mission, which is again, now it's splintered into another mission. So I've done this other, other sub sub mission. Now I literally don't know where it's like where to go again. And it says, well, people in the Agora might know this guy. I don't know what an Agora is. So I'm just walking around. I don't want to look it up because I've come this far from just like looking in the game, like, you know, literally searching for the city and then now searching for him. So I go into, I presume the Agora, but what leads me there is it doesn't actually label it as an Agora. At least I didn't get the label to pop up. What I got was there was another side mission. So I go and talk to this other guy. And then sure enough, he starts talking about this guy and he says, Hey, like, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. And he like, and, and it tells me if you help this guy, it'll weaken him in this other way for the big boss fight. So I'm like, okay, so I go and I help this guy now. Now I can go and attack this third guy and I can kill the third guy. 
but not before I find him in the mountains because I only have a rough description of where he is. And now I can go back to that first mission. So this one thing where it says go help this general is there's the help the general mission, which splinters into three additional missions, which that one mission split into two more missions. And then, and then I have to go back. So a like all together, we're looking at six missions in association with help this general. Now I realized by helping him, it makes sense that there would be at least one more mission generated, but this sort of splintering is what happens all the time. Even with side quests, you'll go and do something as simple as as simple as like, well, I mean, it's kind of a bigger thing, I guess in the game, but it'll be like, Hey, go and fight the, like go and go and find the real Minotaur here. Like uh, you need to find the key to get into the, his labyrinth or whatever. One of the the damn missions that you do requires you go in, do a couple other side missions, do this and that, run around. You have to, like, figure out where these people are. Now, I will say that it's possible that I should just be running around the region and just trying to find this person. And I would eventually find them because it does say what province it is. So I could, I guess, just ride around. But that's not a very organic trail. And obviously, me doing these side missions with this assassination mission, as I mentioned, obviously weakens the guy, the target. So that's obviously the more organic way to do it, or at least how, uh, that's how I would view it. But this is where I think the game, even though I only have, you know, quote unquote, only have 50 hours in it, it feels very long because when you're like, Hey, I'm going to go knock out a mission or two, that one mission splinters in to like a, like a variety of other missions. And now it doesn't mm. feel like I'm getting anywhere. And sometimes those missions that it splinters out to are too high a level. So now I have to go and grind just to do a splinter of the original goal. And so that, that's where I think, that's where I think it could be tightened up a bit. I don't know whether Valhalla tightens it up, but I think that the story should be a little bit more concise. It doesn't need to be perfectly concise and linear. I'm not saying that necessarily. And I don't think there should be any content necessarily cut from this game because people who love this game want to live in this universe and they want to have hundreds of missions, you know, all the rest of it. And that's totally fine. They want to have a huge map. That's totally fine. But for someone like me who I've, I've now experienced the gameplay loop, I've experienced the exploration, I've experienced, you know, some mythical creatures and looting and getting money and sailing and having ship battles and all the rest of it. I'm now at the point where I'm like, okay, I've experienced Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I would like to end it now. <laughs> and it just like keeps like, oh, go do this. Oh, splinter. Go do this, splinter. You and I were talking, Ryan, and you told me a few nights ago, you said, oh, you know, you're 12 missions away. And then I asked you the night that I started this like whole splinter thing. And you're like, oh, you're 16 missions away. Now, I don't know whether it was a miscount in the first place or whether you're trolling me or what the hell, but that's well, not good. Like I somehow these, these missions are multiplying. It might have been from two different sources, because um, I think what we realized was that that one mission has like three separate tasks beneath it, right? Kind of like the splintering thing you're talking about. I think that's what was going on. So one one website counted those extra missions, and the other website didn't. Hmm. Well, the crazy thing is, is I'm in ep- uh, chapter seven, I believe, and you said there's se- there's nine chapters. I think is what you said. I think I'm so. Ch- I think I said that. I'm in chapter seven and I feel like the other chapters went by quicker than this. Like I've, I mean, I've done a couple of things that I haven't necessarily oh, needed you're to getting to the end, right? They're, they're going to like ramp up. I I mean, I get it, but it, it just, it, it kind of feels like it's overstaying now. It's sort of like, okay, like, yes, like there is a cult. Like we need to take on the cult. Let's go. Um, 
I, I, I feel like that, like it's kind of reached that point. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's a weird part, <clears throat> there's a weird part and like this is, you know, spoiler alert now. There's a weird part where I forget the name, it's like Arconia or something is the breadbasket of like Sparta. So Sparta like owns this region. It's very rich with grain and grain, like obviously wheat farms and such. And so it's like the breadbasket of Sparta. And the leader of said region is corrupt and he's one of the cultists. And so you have sort of two options. You can go with uh, this one Spartan guy that you've been following around. I can't remember what his name is, but you can go with this one guy and you could say, okay, let's try to do sort of like a more stealthy approach to this, a more diplomatic approach to this. Or you can kind of just go in all guns blazing. And I agreed with your mother who said, you know, we just need to kill him. Like, you know, like, let's not delay this. And I, I felt my, like I felt bad kind of almost going with that option because I was like, oh, maybe I should have went stealthy. You know, it is like Assassin's Creed, whatever. Obviously, this is part of what the game's supposed to be like. You're supposed to have conflict in your decisions. Um, but like I also thought like, Jesus, like I, I really don't want to go down that stealthy path because it's probably going to be longer. Like it's probably yeah. going to be like much longer. And so I don't know, like it, it, it I'm in this weird spot because like I, I want to move on to another game, but it's not like I have another game like immediately lined up either. So uh maybe this is just my attention span these days if i was a kid i would be all over this and and playing the crap out of this game uh that's for sure uh but i mean that's assassin's creed odyssey so it's still good still whatever but i just think it's meandering a bit at this point uh but uh you know beyond assassin's creed (laughs) we've been attempting to play uh battlefield 2042 of which i purchased the the gold or whatever edition oh lord uh with the year one pass and all that crap and um uh, I think this might be the game that taught me finally <laughs> to not, in general, pre-order games. Uh, short of if I really want like the statue that comes with like a collector's edition or something, which I know some people will still yell at me for, uh, which I haven't done in a, quite a while. Hey, I, I will say this: um, there are sometimes the, the statue or the collector's items that you get with the collector's edition can can still be cool even if the game is broken. Like I, I heard some people getting made fun of for having the cyberpunk chairs, but if you like the chair and you like the design of the chair, and the game's still cool in theory, you know, it's like that it doesn't matter. You should just be happy with it, you know. Oh, I like the Brotherhood even if the helmet. Game, even, even if even, the game comes out and is broken. Yeah, like seventy six came out, and we know what state yeah. that released in, and I still like the helmet. Like, yeah, um, of course. So, like, I mean, there's that, right? Like, there's uh, there's that whole angle. So, like, that's what I mean by in general pre order. Mm-hmm. This was a digital pre-order. I wasn't going to get anything physical. I wasn't going to get like another game with it or something. This was just straight up for Battlefield 2042. Uh, and so far we've had uh, spawn in and can't deploy. Spawn in and can deploy, but only with some sort of like half-assed default class because we can't equip a class. Uh, we've had crashes. We've had weird crossplay issues. We found out the hard way. That it's not cross-gen, so we tried to play with someone on PS4 who bought the game to play with us, and then we're playing on PS5, I'm playing on Xbox Series X, and they couldn't play with us. Uh, the crossplay works, so that's good. Uh, the, there is, like, this, this game is a shame. Like, there's also the zero bug, like the zero respawn bug, which is really unfortunate. Uh, I would say that the environments are much less destructible. The, it's, this game is, uh... I, I mean, I literally call it beta field in our chats. Like anyone for some beta field. This game feels like a beta, if not an alpha, uh, like an early beta or like a late alpha. Because when it works, it works. And it's, you know, it's pretty fun. And, and I can excuse some of the stuff because I'm not super into Battlefield. 
So I can excuse some of the destructible environment stuff and this and that. Like, I just kind of play it to, like, play with people. But honestly, like, we even tried to play with Aaron. And you and we just couldn't get into a match. Like, oh, gotten a breakthrough. Oh, Aaron can't get in. He can't deploy. I can. You can. But I can't have my class. Aaron comes back. Now he can't deploy. Then he And then he gets kicked yeah. out. So then he, like, comes back again. Goes into a queue. Gets kicked out of the queue without an error. Now he can't join. So we go to go play uh, Hazard Zone, which is some, like, collect the intel type of mode. The game gives me a tutorial but doesn't give you guys a tutorial. So we don't really know what's going on. Um with that also it's like a video tutorial so it's not like i've like actually tried this thing so like none of that information is going to stick very well so now we're out in the field we don't really know what we're doing we lose horribly so we try to go back to play regular mode and then we can't deploy once again and everyone just quit like everyone like it was i don't even know if we said we're done everyone just started quitting the game and going to do their own thing so i just went and played forza i think i said i was done i think i I think i said i'm gonna i'm gonna close this game and I was I was I was saying it a bit jokingly, and then I think Aaron actually left, <laughs> and then it was just like, yeah, I have no desire to like go back in. Well, what what sucks is like we prefer to play breakthrough over conquest because conquest is kind of slow, and big. so like conquest seems to work the most consistently. But we're trying to play breakthrough because breakthrough is the mode that we played for the most part in Battlefield Five, uh, closely related to the to the operations in Battlefield One as well. And so that's the mode that we wanted to play. We want to play breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just broken as fuck. It just keeps loading into the same map. People are just chatting because like, you're, you're online with PC players. People are just chatting about Halo and how good <laughs> yeah. Halo is in the damn yeah. chat. And it's like, you know what? These guys are right. Like, Halo is great. And I know there's controversy with Halo. Um, I don't care about the Battle Pass. So, like, I can't. I'm not a part of that. But, like, Halo in terms of its gameplay is, like, it, it, they're calling it a beta. I mean, maybe maybe because the progression system is going to be reworked uh, and fixed up a bit that it is a beta in that way. But like in terms of the gameplay, like, you know, near perfection, <laughs> like I haven't had any crashes. Right. I haven't fallen through the floor. I've had like funny Spartan things where I ragdoll and get my like head stuck in the wall and stuff when I'm dead. But that's kind of just for fun. Like, that's funny. That's, and that's that's kind of normal game stuff, too. And that's kind of Halo, too. Right. Like, yeah. It's like old school stuff, but like, I don't have that problem when I'm playing and it feels like super fair when I get killed and it's Halo. Like I'm, <laughs> I've been, I've been away from Halo for a long time and I'm back and it's Halo again. And so like, I think they did a really good job. Um, and, and, but to be fair, they, they delayed it a year. Yeah. And like that ba- battlefield maybe could have delayed it a bit, um, but they always want to hit that uh, holiday season and be right around call of duty. Cause they're kind of, kind of compete with them a bit. Well, I was actually going to ask you something. So, and this is like, you know, no longer like what my, what, what's up or whatever, but when it comes to these big shooters, um, so like Battlefield is one that as obviously I just talked about its problems, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, I don't have it, but I've heard about problems and I've played the beta and it was not great, uh, in my opinion, uh, and stuff like that. Like, and then there's also games like Halo, um, Forza, which I don't know if it was delayed, but Forza in terms of its like release polish. Uh, as well as uh, even Dying Light 2, which was delayed and delayed, delayed and delayed and delayed. And now influencers are starting to get their taste of it and release some videos because I think it's coming out early next year. You know, like, where do you sit on this? Like, do you think that we're going to like, do you think that's like studios like Microsoft um, or Xbox Game Studios, whatever, and uh, the studio behind Dying Light, for example, 
if and when it releases, if it's super polished as I think it's going to be, do you think that they're going to be rewarded and these bigger sort of, I don't know what, what we'd call them, like let's just say esports studios, uh, which release sort of like competitive shooters, do you think that they're going to be punished effectively in terms of sales numbers by releasing shoddy products? Like, do you think that this is going to actually cause them to change or do you think that they're just going to be like, well, eh, like whatever? We do have a story coming out about, about Battlefield 2042 that has millions of players and is performing better than Battlefield 5. Uh, so clearly people aren't punishing it. Um, Cyberpunk, they said they made their money back within days or if not earlier. Um, you know, so I don't think, I don't think people are punishing them in the like money area, but they are getting a ton of bad press and, and online social media reactions, whether that, you know, sways them or not. I don't know. Didn't battlefront two actually perform poorly because of the, uh, the progression. According, according to their like calculations or whatever, they lost like a million sales, not a million dollars, like a million unit sales. Yeah. So interesting. So and that kind of that kind of woke up EA a bit it feels like. Not for the glitchiness but for the uh, cuz Battlefield 2 didn't have glitchy issues. Um it was more the loot box issues. And and EA has kind of seemed to have, you know, been very careful with that going forward. So that kind of worked, I guess. Yeah. I mean they yeah, they woke up in terms of the monetization. I suppose. If you notice, Battle, Battle uh, Field 2042 doesn't really have like a store where you can buy outfits right away. It's just like buy the season pass and that's it. Yeah. Although it does have operators, which are like we won't go into like the, all the breakdown of Battlefield. I'm but. sure they're coming, but it's like they weren't there in your face. Like you just bought a, a, a $80 game, uh, Canadian, and the, the, um, you know here's a bunch of other things you need to buy now. Yeah, like get ready for more content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what have you been up to, Ryan? Uh, well, you well, we've both been playing um, uh, Forza, Forza uh, Horizon Five. Mm-hmm. You've been streaming it though, right? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I think I mentioned that last week. But I, I, I still have yet to download the game. I just, I just stream it through Xbox Cloud Streaming. And you said it's been like pretty seamless. I've had no issues. I've had no point where it showed me a connection issue. I've had no weird pixelization. Nothing. Now, I'm curious, since this is a Microsoft studio, do you think they did any optimization, you know, for streaming with it? Or it's like maybe on better servers than the other games? Well, somebody mentioned in the review, uh, there was a review of the Xbox Series X, like a one year later. I don't know if it was IGN or who did it. And I, I watched that. And one of the things they mentioned, and I presume this is for the downloaded version of the game. Uh, one thing they mentioned is that Quick resume is good, but like it's a it's a ser- it's like a it's kind of a moot point because a lot of games require online connection. But then they yeah. mentioned that Forza Horizon uh, Five is like has solved that. Like it seems to quick resume and connect properly. So hopefully this is like the beginning of the end of like the stupid like mm. can't re- oh can't connect got to cl- got to hard close it and then reopen it. Um, so hopefully that's the case in that way. Like it doesn't, I don't think that really applies to me with, because obviously I don't have quick resume on a game that's not even installed. Um, but I, like, I wonder whether Microsoft is just like Microsoft is using their own tech better, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. You know? So I wonder if I boot up another game, I haven't booted up any other game, but if I boot up another game on 
like cloud streaming on the Xbox specifically on my Xbox, whether it would perform as well. I'm not sure. Well, uh, what about Halo? Is Halo not, is the multiplayer not on PC yet? I don't know, actually. Um, it's not on the front page of the, the Game Pass like app here. I'm pretty sure we were playing crossplay with PC people, though. I'm fairly certain. Oh, hang on. Maybe maybe it's not like a Game Pass thing because it's free to play. Oh, right. That's a really good point. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that we're I'm playing with PC people sometimes. Yeah, so I did put that uh, on to download on my Xbox. So I want to I want to jump into that when that's finished. Uh, that's a um, game I wouldn't stream. Like I, I I'm still <laughs> like like uh, competitive shooters. I'm already bad at them. I don't want any input delay. And and, oh, and yeah, I, sure. I realize it's minuscule, but I'm not going to touch that yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, I um, finished uh, Far Cry Six, and there's a kind of funny thing at the end of Far Cry Six. <clears throat> Obviously, it's a single player game, so once you beat the story, you hit credits. It's technically over, but they they uh, they implemented this thing, and it's kind of like the, the division, I guess. Now that I'm just thinking about it, where uh, uh, the Castillo's forces retake certain districts on the island, like every week, I think. And so you oh, have to go okay. in there and clear them out if you want. And I think Aaron, uh, a friend of ours, said that uh, uh, there's a, a trophy tied to that where you have to like kill six of the commanders of the forces that took over those districts. It's kind of like the Black Tusk mercenaries from D- Division Two. Yeah, so they're trying to make it more have more playability, I guess. Once you're complete completed the uh, the campaign, so I thought that was kind of funny. These single-player games trying to add more live element type things. Do you remember Far Cry 5 had those weird challenges to get new guns and cars? Yeah. And like half of them didn't work? <laughs> yeah. I remember we like struggled to get that one to like register and it was like run over cows or something. And it was like run over 20 cows or something stupid and like we literally or killed them with fire or something stupid. And you and I did that like to like 40 cows each and it still wouldn't like it just wouldn't <laughs> right yeah it would like only like it was like oh we have 40 but it's going to give us 10 it's going to give mm-hmm. us credit for like 10 of them yeah. horrible um also so i kind of use shadow of the tomb raider to kind of um test my pc's performance uh and i remember talking to you about how i couldn't get it like above like 90 frames per second or something or there was some almost hard cap on the performance I could I could pull out of it. Even if I set all the settings down to like the lowest possible, it would still only run at this cap. And at first I thought it was um, uh, G-Sync because my monitor has G-Sync and I turned that off and I think I did improve the performance, but it's like I wanted to use G-Sync because that's like a feature, right? <laughs> um, they released an update and now this, this is, there's a whole bunch of variables here. They released an update uh, that gave it... Um, uh, upgraded DLSS support. I'm not sure if you know what that is. Uh, nope. I believe I'm not. I'm no expert on this, but I believe it is using like AI to like get performance out of your card or something like that. It's doing something to make to make the game run better using machine learning or AI or something like that, right? It's an NVIDIA thing. Um, so they added an update to that with it. Uh, I ins- I have a clean install of Windows. I have uh, reinstalled the game 
and now it's running at like 140 plus frames per second. Ooh-wee. Um, so I'm not sure what happened, <laughs> you know, but now I'm happy. This is just what I wanted. I've been trying to get this out of the game since I like bought it on PC years ago, you know, mm-hmm. and now I'm actually playing through the damn thing. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it could have been one little issue mm-hmm. and that driver or that, you know, that AI, whatever thing. And it just, just flipped that switch and then that's it. Like so, the issue's gone, right? That's the thing too. I was having issues with my monitors back on Windows 10 with my old install of Windows, where my my screen would flicker whenever I had a, a, a G Sync on. That went away when I reinstalled Windows and the drivers along with it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a multitude of things could have fixed it, and maybe that was causing the same issues where I wasn't able to get the performance I wanted out of it. Who knows? Right. Right. Who knows? Right. You know, my computer knows. It's just, it's just not telling me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's basically what I was up to. I'm kind of out of games right now, surprisingly. Um, I don't know what else I want to play other than multiplayer games, but I don't Rep- think there's Riders any... Republic, do it. Do it. It's no, on I don't, sale, I don't... Black Friday. See, I don't want any more like live-type games or like event-type games, I guess. Well, I'm, I not gonna, I'm not going to play no Battle Pass and Vote Rider or uh, <laughs> in the... Uh, what do you call it? Riders in the... Uh, Riders Republic. I'm just going to like ride around on a bike and stuff. Well, so here's what I'm doing. I'm playing the DLC. I never played for AC Valhalla. And I just, you, you were with me. I just purchased cyberpunk on PC. Mm-hmm. So if I install that, I might give that a go as well. So that's what I've been up to. All right. Let's start off with, go, let's go over the game of the year uh, or not the game of the year, the um, game awards nominations. Uh, I think it's a bit of a, of a not a slow year i forgot i don't know how to say this there's no clear winner because i don't think any of the games are like you know god of war uh uh uh, red dead redemption level games right so where do you want to start with these man you want me to start a game of the year and work my way down or or what uh i'll leave it to you but that sounds good to me all right, so game of the year. Here's the nominations: Death Loop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Now, Matt, which of those games have you played? None of them. However, <laughs> however, I have purchased Ratchet and Clank on Black Friday sale, but the physical oh, okay. copy was cheaper than the digital copy, so I bought a physical PS5 version that I'm waiting for in the mail. You're getting your money's worth out of that uh, disc drive, eh? I'm telling you, man, as long as I can play the damn thing and it's cheaper, I'll still buy it on disc. That's fine. And I want to support EB slash GameStop. So there is something to that, too, because I think I think kind of like Epic is kind of complaining about this, where it's like if you have a digital only console, you can only buy from Sony. Mm -hmm. So I. I'm not going to get the same deals you can get that, like, you know, retail box store locations. Can, can give yeah i, I got, just can't, I just uh, can't do it like riders republic for i i want to say and i haven't checked again because like obviously there was pre-black friday sales then week of black friday sales and then black friday <laughs> sales but like at least at the last time i checked i got i think i got riders republic for ten dollars cheaper than the black friday or whatever version of black friday sales that sony had on at the time of me looking mm-hmm. and i got the disc version of riders republic i just bought that as well so yeah, I, I've only played two of these games, uh, Deathloop and Ratchet and Clank. Um, 
So out of those two, it would be Deathloop for me. And that's what I actually voted on the, the website here. Um, but yeah, no clear winner, right? In, in terms of like, there's no standout here, really. There's no think, big epic adventure or something, right? I, I kind of think that makes it more interesting as, as to what wins. Um, so yeah, best action game. Now, this one's kind of similar just because, you know, a lot of games are action games. So the nominees are uh, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <laughs> Man, Psychonauts 2, I, I didn't even know it came out. Yeah, and that's probably on Game Pass or uh, Game Pass, right? Probably. I people love it though, so like whatever. But I just, I'm, I'm just not in that crowd. I don't know if you have played a lot of these games, Matt. Oh boy, that's yeah, narrative. I, mean, I, I have been playing. I did, I did beat a game for 2002 this year. So let's. Oh yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> Best narrative: Death Loop. It takes two. Life is strange. True Colors. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Psychonauts Two. Here I voted. Uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. Best narrative. I can't participate in this voting. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy, though, is I play quite a bit of games, and there's still, like, several on each of these lists I have not played. So quite a variety. Best art direction. Uh, the Artful Escape, Death Loop, uh, Kena, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Ridge Apart. I voted for uh, <laughs> Kena. Kena? Kena. One of those two. I don't know. <laughs> Can't help I, I, I love the art in that game. Um, I've, I've kind of been waiting for a game to look like that. And I think they really delivered on it. Um, you know what I really want from a game? You know how like you can buy like art books um, of games and, and movies and stuff? Uh, and it shows all the concept art. I want a game to look like concept art. I've not seen it done. I've seen games that look more concept artish, but I want it to actually look like the concept art. Like, like at the, you know how? Uh, well, I guess my question is: there's that concept art that's kind of like, I mean, I'm not an artist, but I would call it like a pastel drawing, not like yeah. that, right? Or like that? Not pastel, but like just more hand drawn. Um, I guess the closest thing to that would be uh, the actual hand drawn game. What was that really hard game? The Okami? side, hmm? Okami. No, it was like an old-timey cartoon-looking aesthetic. Uh, and it was like really hard, and it was like kind of like a, a side... Not a side-scroller, I guess a side-scroller shooter type of deal, where you're like these little like cup characters. Something cup. Cuphead. Cuphead. That was hand-drawn, but, but it didn't look like um, concept art, but still had that hand-drawn aesthetic that I think is really cool. Looked like Saturday morning cartoons yeah. from, from our yeah. era. Best score and music, Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077, Death Loop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant version 1.224-744-87139. Okay. That is the title, and I believe they also said that when they read the nominations. <laughs> this this becomes more, you know, uh, subjective. You know, music and score, or best score and music. Mm-hmm. Um, because like they all have high quality sound, um, but just whether you like what was written, I guess. Yeah, like some people like a more upbeat, some people like a little more sad, you know, whatever. Now, uh, best audio design you have Death Loop, Forza Horizon Five, Ratchet and Clank, Res- Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. 
I kind of struggled with this one. I chose Returnal just because of its kind of atmospheric 3D audio that they did. But the Forza Horizon 5 has really good audio design with all those vehicles. Like, it's damn good. You know? Yeah. um, I play, like, in the car. And it has, like, a really nice... Because I play, like, the in-car view, I mean, sorry. Mm -hmm. And, like, it has, like, the proper muffled sound, which I was... I mean, it's been a long time since I played a Forza game. I'm sure they've done it before, but I was I was like surprised at how accurate it sounded in comparison to other cars I've heard in real life. Uh, best performance? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce some of these names. Well, this one I guess one this one's kind of easy. Erica Mori is Alex Chen uh, from Life Is Strange: True Colors. Giancarlo Esposito is Anton Castillo. Uh, how do you feel about his performance? I mean, I liked it. Uh, I, I haven't. I'm trying to get Odyssey out of the way so I can so I can experience yeah. all of Far Cry. So I haven't seen all of it, but from what I've seen, I liked it. I feel like it's just Giancarlo Esposito. In the joking, um, like you know that one where he's like, "I'm joking," ah, ha 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 ha, and then he gets like real serious and it gets like yeah. real dark, like, like kind of like there's only light on his face and it's like kind of yeah. spooky, yeah. like that. I get that impression, but that to me is just like marketing material for fun. No, no, that it, was, but I just mean like his. I guess he doesn't show up enough in the game either, though. They don't really give him a chance to kind of have a really, you know, emotional or, or or dramatic scene. I think he shows up more than Pagan Min, though, right? Yeah, probably. Pagan Min kind of, from my memory, and it's been a while, it disappeared since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kelly is Colt uh, Colt Van Colt Vaughn. Maggie Robertson as Lady Person from Resident Evil. <laughs> and Ozo, this is the name I don't know. Uh, Ozoima Akaga. Don't, don't ask me. I don't have it in front of me. As Juliana Blake, also from Deathloop. This one, again, I struggled with because I think both actors in Deathloop are incredible. Their performances are amazing. And I think they both would win. It's, it's a bit unfortunate that they don't break up best performance between males and females in the game awards or by game think, in this case you know well yeah that's but that's i mean the oscars don't you know choose only one actor from one movie oh i i see what you mean yeah fair enough yeah but i wonder if they should double this uh nomination pool just to make up for the not having uh, a separate male and female best performance uh you know mm-hmm. nomination uh, I'm just going to skip some of these kind of smaller nominations because they'll probably be skipped in the show as well. That's so uh, sad. Sometimes it's like it's like you just see like a little lower third and it's like, yeah. oh, someone won something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Best mobile game presented by Verizon. Fantasian, Genjin Impact, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution and Pokemon Unite. I don't know if we need any commentary there. I'm just reading it. I don't know any of those games. I haven't played it. Man, this is I. <laughs> I'm going back to 2002. Fuck this! Like, <laughs> it's a funny year. I think it's a very odd year. There, there's not a lot of like uh, known victors. I think so. It's a little odd. Um, let's see. Best VR AR titles. These I don't think a lot of people are experiencing. Right. Hitman 3, I Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, Resident Evil 4, Sniper Elite VR. 
Like, how many people are playing those in VR? I mean, I will say this. Um, me personally, like, I've always been like, I'm not going to get VR. I'm not going to get VR. I saw a half decent deal on Black Friday and almost bought a Quest 2. Mm. Um, ended up buying a smartwatch instead because I literally need that. But <laughs> uh, just because mine's old. But I think. What would you say? I would say that, like. If you can change, if you can like keep, if they can just keep drilling it into us, people will break down and buy it as the price comes down. Mm-hmm. Like, like what I, the reason why I say that is it might sound obvious, but because games it cost so much to make, it, it it's it could so easily die. But I think like the industry realizes that if they keep it up, it'll eventually the walls will come down. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, best multiplayer back for blood. Our recent, our recent favorite, Knockout City. Man, that game is fun as shit. That game is really fun. Me and Marty were playing last night, and uh, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with the, the catching. Oh yeah, and it, it, and it really changes the game, and it gets pretty intense. I won a Panzerati bet on that game. Did you really? Well, I I bet the Panzerati and then didn't have to give it to them, give it to Marty. So. Like what happened was is Marty was going to leave, but we, we kept getting better and better and better. And he's like, I think I'm done. I can't, can't keep losing. But I was convinced that the next round we were going to win because we had been <laughs> we'd been increasing. And I was like, Marty, like I'm putting a Panzerati in the in the play here. If we lose, I'll buy a Panzerati. And we won. We fucking won it hard. So, so wait, it. does he owe you a Panzerati? No, no, no. Not oh. as far as I know. I mean, I'm not going to say anything. And next time we're there, if he's like, oh, that Panzerati, I'll be like, yeah. Well, we should get some Panzeratis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it takes two. Uh, I am having trouble downloading this game. Um, me and Adriana, we're going to play it, um, but it's it's just not downloading from because I'm getting it through Game Pass, but through EA Play. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be some sort of issue there. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, New World and Valheim. I thought Valheim was a 2019 game. <laughs> was it not? Was it not? Right. Like, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. This was the this once again another COVID year, and it was the longest, shortest year mm-hmm. ever. It, oh man, weird, weird <laughs> times, weird times. All right, well, here's one you might have a say in, Matt. Uh, most anticipated game: Elden right. Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. I'm going to say, actually, that I think the winner should be Elden Ring. But my opinion is, like, if it was my personal vote, it would be God of War. Well, in this case, I think it is your personal vote. Okay, so God of War for me. But, but, but I think you could say what you think, what they, what you think is going to win is Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, because I think that if you think about it, God of War, we've seen it before. Yeah. Um, something like Starfield is just going to be the Bethesda formula in space. Yeah. Uh, Elden Ring is the Dark Souls slash Bloodborne formula, but for the first time in an open world with like a huge map. So that's a pretty big change from the default formula. Yeah. So I, uh, while I'm, I'm super anticipating God of War, uh, Ragnarok, I did choose Elden Ring. Okay. I, I think I think I'm just I think like you said we kind of know what God of War is probably going to be like, <clears throat> and um, I think I'm just excited to to play Elden Ring. Plus, I think I think Aaron said that uh, it's going to be the first From Software game that he actually plays with friends on launch day. 
because that, that hasn't always happened on the other releases. But I think this is a good set of games here for anticipated. So maybe next year will be good. I was going to say, awesome. like, big, I wonder how much next year. Like, has COVID, do you think, like, really fucked over the development? And that's why it's been, you know, arguably a slow year. I think year. it must have. I think it must have, you know. Or it's just people getting their next gen footing, you know. That's a good point, too. Yeah, it's a weird year. Yeah. Uh, and then all the esports categories. So we don't need to go over those. Um, not to diminish them, but uh, just lack of time here on the podcast. All right, Matt, let's jump into the new stories for the week. Uh, Ko- Kojima Productions is launching a new film and TV and music division. This is according to GameIndustry.biz. Uh, Based in Los Angeles, California, the new division is designed to take the game studio games to other pop culture areas. Uh, the new team will be led by Riley Russell, who joins the company after a nearly 28-year stint at PlayStation in various roles, including Chief Legal Officer and VP of Business Affairs. Uh, And this is a quote from Russell. He says, the new division will be tasked with working with creative and talented professionals in television, music, and film, as well as the more familiar games industry. Uh, The team has, uh, has as its charter, the goal of expanding the reach and awareness of the properties now under development at Kojima Productions and to make them even more a part of our popular culture. Although we are a global organization, the new business development team will be uh, centered in Los Angeles, California. We are truly excited to, and looking forward to working with the very best entertainment talent we can across all of the entertainment industries. Um, so, yeah, you, I think you actually mentioned when I sent this out, um, uh, or maybe Adrian did, um, that you think that uh, Death Stranding could be an interesting TV show. Or, or movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially the prequel, uh, because obviously you start the game like in the apocalyptic world. And you only see glimpses mm-hmm. of the pre-apocalypse, uh, yep. if you will. So that would be a super cool because it's. I mean, he does massive cutscenes anyway. So he's, he's basically making movies <laughs> already. Well, here's a question, though. Here's a question. I would want. Or, or, or my question is: Sorry, do you agree with this? I would want the. I would want Kojima to do it in game cutscene style. So I would animated? want him to, I would want animated, like I would want him to do, like, if there's a Death Stranding game, uh, or sorry, if there's a Death Stranding TV show or Death Stranding movie, it should be like the cutscenes in game where it's like a proper animated, like it's real actors like Norman Reedus and stuff, um, but like it's, you know what I mean? Like, and Lindsay Wagner and all that, but I would want it to be animated like that. So you literally want almost as if they did take those scenes out of the games and just make a movie. Yes, because I think that him, of all people, could actually do a melding of the two rather well. I don't think he would do like a full on companion experience, something like uh, Quantum Break. Mm -hmm. But I think that he would have some interesting things where like, okay, so for example, in the show, if like Norman Reedus, this is just a total random example. If Norman Reedus takes a little bit of like currency, I don't know what the currency is in that in that world credits. And they like, I think it's likes, but like he just say he takes some credits and he like stashes it behind a rock in the world. And then he leaves and he never comes back in the game. If you find that little thing and you recognize that you could find that coin, stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think that the, the idea of that integration is cool, but I don't think that's what he wants to do. Nor I don't, I don't know if I'd want to see him do that. I think, I think there'd be room for 
a mixture of animated and live action. I think oh, I'm not gonna like, yeah, I'm not gonna like talk down his his like if, if he does live action. <laughs> but like, I think this would be the thing I was talking about. Would be more like an Easter egg. Like it'd be better than just someone stashing money away. Mm-hmm. But it, you know what I mean? Like it'd be something just kind of cool where it'd be like, oh wait, I've seen this before. Can I go into this cave? Holy fuck! The like Norman Reedus's money's in here. What's interesting? What's interesting is they say they want to like bring some of the games to a wider pop culture. I find that interesting. It's not like he's, I mean, I guess this can include brand new content, but it almost does seem like he is aiming at a death stranding, you know, focused thing to start. Maybe. I mean, that story leaves a lot. Like there, there's a lot of gameplay in that game, which is sort of rareish for Kojima, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of gameplay and not a lot of cutscenes. There's a lot of cutscenes in the beginning and end, but it's not it's no, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4, for example. Well, oh, so, man, the, the the whole universe there is largely unknown. Um you barely see any people. <clears throat> so there's a lot of room for new characters, you know. Cuz the, the world just seems so empty in the game and I I imagine he wanted it to be that way. Because otherwise, you'd actually go into those cities and see like bustling markets or whatever. It's down there, you know. Well, this is something interesting that I learned, and this is maybe spoiler territory. Um, so you know how like you're in you're in um, Capital Not City, mm-hmm. where uh, Guillermo del Toro is there, and he like when you're there, you can see like the towering city of yesteryear, if you will. And then there's sort of like a section of it that is futuristic, where there's a futuristic hospital, a futuristic bridges facility, a futuristic building here and there, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the, 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 the towering skyscrapers of yesteryear are just that they're of yesteryear. They're sort of falling apart. And you even walk through an abandoned part of the, the, the thing. And you and I, I remember had discussed the actual, uh, like it's probably because so many people had died that a majority of the city is just not populated anymore. Somebody was saying in a video that I was watching uh, about the lore that everyone lives underground now. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. But here's the thing. The well, reason con- the reason why they radio to you is because when you leave, you are not allowed back in. Because you're being you you're you're slowly poisoned by Carillium. So Norman Reedus is never allowed to actually enter the city. He's just allowed to enter those loading docks. Correct. Now I don't know if I believe that because obviously there's the corpse removal crews. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I believe that either. But maybe it was this guy's interpretation. Like who knows? It was a random YouTuber. Because at Capital Not City, he goes to other locations inside the the the, the facility. Right, but the hospital and stuff would would be like the hospital is for the still mothers, which are for mm-hmm. the BBs. Right. So, so a, a a porter or a person outside, like the BBs are only for use outside. So, like you you go from the Bridges facility. Well, no, because you also go to the Oval Office, right? Yeah, although it's that fake Oval Office. Remember, it's like it's like a it's like a hologram. Yeah, we need a TV show to iron the soda. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, my conversations with you, I thought we were both operating under the understanding that they live underground. <laughs> I didn't know they were underground. I knew that the oh. preppers were underground. I didn't know that the cities were underground. I thought the cities, I thought the cities were lar- like still regular cities, but part partially abandoned due to lack of population. Oh man, that's fucking weird. All right, well, 
The more you know, I guess. <laughs> I guess you only ever see them go into the, his private room, which could be isolated from everywhere, everywhere else, right? That's what that's what it was described as. As that the only like you the only people that you see, you usually see them via hologram. Now that's due to remote communication because maybe they're in a different facility, but that's also due to them not wanting to come up because they don't want to be poisoned by Corellium. But the thing is, is they never really mention that you're being poisoned by Corellium in terms of like a lethal. I never dose. got. I never got that. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Impression that it was something that poisoned you. I thought it was well, just something that was done to your body if you got hit by it. No, so it does poison you to an extent because that's why the incinerators are not in the cities. That's why they. That's why the course removal crews. The one guy said, like, we. That's why we got to take. Mm. Like, that's why we got to go out of city because it's you know obviously it's too. Like, like we we can't have all that corellium in the air. Like when you burn a body, there's a bunch of this corellium, and they don't want that corellium. But in you the city. you somehow can infect someone else, in the city or. You know, how's that I think that the city is probably like a filtered, controlled. If now that we know it's underground, it's probably a filtered, <laughs> controlled, climate controlled, fully like you know HEPA filtered, if you will, environment. Mm-hmm. And the outside is just the natural air. So like Norman Reedus is getting attacked by crap. He's getting rained on. You know, he's getting he's eating dirty ass like bud like cryptobites or whatever, um, stuff like that. So like he's getting like slowly poisoned. I don't really understand if it, I don't know if it's like a like a lethal dose. Maybe it isn't if you have dooms. We need a TV show. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering how well the game sold and how popular it is, and if a TV show would be you know worth it for them. I hope it is because I, I do want to learn more about this, and I kind of hope there's a sequel to this game. Um, but it just doesn't feel like it has the same impact as his other games. Well, I was going to actually mention something that like, like Kojima, obviously, obviously a game takes a long time to make. Uh, not, not that a movie or TV show takes a short amount of time, but it is shorter, uh, in general when it comes to the Kojima timeline of games. And so one of the things I was going to ask is like, do you think that he should adhere to a normal season schedule? So I would say that he sort of seems to be a person that I don't know whether it's the gaming industry, but like to me, he would get bogged down in seasons. If you told him, hey, we need nine seasons of Death Stranding, he'd be like, holy frick, like, you know what I mean? And and then whether it takes a long time to make or whether he's just adding filler episodes because he's not being, you know, creative. Like, I feel like someone like him, and this is just my opinion, might need breaks. Like he might do, you know what, we're not going to do a series of Death Stranding where there's like nine seasons, we're going to do a series as in like a small television event. Here's 12 episodes. You may get more later, but whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's, at least with Death Stranding, maybe he could just do stories and not, you know, necessarily seasons. Just each episode is kind of a, a new story in the universe. That'd be all right. I think that'd be kind of uh, interesting and and allow a little more, you know, creativity. I think uh, even web series would be nice. Something, something along those lines. I'm sure he won't do just like a regular TV. You know, Although that's another good question, though, is where's this going to air? Where is this content going to be seen? Oh, probably on a streaming service or on YouTube even or something. Yeah, On the PlayStation store right next to the testers. No, hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> All right. 
Let's move on to our next story here. Epic Games acquires rock band developer Harmonix. This is from IGN's. In a press release, Epic announced that it continues to work on building the metaverse. It has enlisted Harmonix to, quote, reimagine how music is experienced, created, and distributed, end quote. Uh, Harmonix will help develop a musical, musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite while still working on Rock Band 4. Uh, the studio announced that it will continue to continue its existing DLC plans and plans to release more tracks next year. Rock Band Rivals seasons will also continue with plans for both season 25 and season 26. Uh, studio reiterated that it will be working with Epic on creating musical journeys and gameplay. And for Fortnite, sadly, Harmonix also said it does not plan to resume production on more Rock Band instruments. So expect them to be rare commodities on the second-hand market. Now, this was kind of a shock to me that they would buy Harmonix of all companies. What did you think? Well, I was going to ask you what the what the Epic uh, Metaverse plans are. Is it just like a Fortnite thing, or is this going to be like another app <laughs> where it's like you know, sort of the quote-unquote traditional Metaverse that we kind of kind of picture, where it's like Second Life, where you walk around and there's digital cafes and stuff. Well, during during their trial with Apple, they 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 tried desperately hard to call Fortnite a metaverse and not a game. So I think I think I think Fortnite is their foundation. I don't know how that how how harmonics fits into that. That's <laughs> what so I was gonna say. Like, what are you gonna do? You know what's weird about all this too is why why don't they release instruments? Like they're they're spending time and money and effort making more DLC and more tracks and seasons and all <laughs> this, but yet if you're like guitar breaks, you can't get another one. Well, I think it's a lot cheaper and easier, you know, to make new tracks than it is to manufacture plastic guitars. In the same way that it's cheaper to make a tire than a car. Yeah, but I, I think that's the point. I don't think there's enough people playing rock bands still to warrant new instruments, but there's enough people playing to warrant new new tracks. I guess I'm I'm in the camp that I, I'm thinking like they could even do like a long delay where they they do like a when people order it, we we do like a batch order like they don't actually have them. Mm-hmm. They do like, hey, we're going to do another release of these. We got 100 up for grabs. We're going to get 100 made in a month. Come and get it. People order it. OK, now let's ship it. It's actually like a kind certain, of miraculous you know? they're still alive. Isn't this weird? Like this is a weird this is a weird acquisition and it's weird it's weird that rock band's still going. <laughs> you know, I wonder I I guess you could kind of envision people playing almost rock band within Fortnite or something, or when they have like musical guests on, you know, like they do those concerts or whatever, people can play along or something, you know? Something like that. Or maybe it's for something completely brand new. That seems like a waste if it's just the concerts. Like th- that would be the first thing I would think too, right? In yeah. in in Rock Band, but or in Fortnite, but it's like a whole company for that? Well, this says they're they're going to reimagine how music is experienced, created and distributed. So maybe they're going to allow, allow people to create music in Fortnite and distribute it. <sighs> I have like I a really <laughs> I have a really bizarre theory and that just popped into my head. And that is that I wonder if they're going to try to make some sort of more traditional metaverse, but they're going to try to call it like Fortnite meta only because they have all these licenses like Halo, Rick and Morty and a plethora of others, John Wick, stuff like that. 
And I wonder whether they're going to try to make another game and just try to carry the licenses over. And I bet you they'll get sued. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're, they might be smarter than that. I mean, Epic's been fighting people in court lately. I but wonder over, if they'll try, over, they'll try to do that. Over store stuff. Not, not, well, not IP. Sure. Yeah. Like I, this is a total random speculate, like, this is me just, this is what I thought of when you were talking there. This isn't yeah. exactly, I don't have any evidence of this. All right. Well, this, I mean, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is I weird. Mean, the metaverse is like brand new and we're just at the start of it. Um, it could go any million ways, you know? Um, and Fortnite or Epic rather seems to be determined to, to really push it forward. Yeah. So, I mean, power to him, I guess. I, <laughs> I still think it's weird that there's a metaverse in a game that the uh, last time I played it was just like, here's a creative mode and here's a battle royale. I, I like it ha- didn't, didn't I really feel, feel like a metaverse. I feel like it might evolve. I feel like it might evolve to the point where you can launch a battle royale in the metaverse that is now Fortnite. You know, that, that's more what I'm saying. But I wonder if that's going to incur license issues, because I wonder if these licenses are like, hey, we wanted it in Fortnite. Fortnite is now different. Right. That's more what I mean. I don't mean they're going to make another, you know, effectively another product necessarily. It'll be Although like a patch could, for this thing. They could just keep it where they it's, it's Fortnite Battle Royale all along. But but they just have a lot more events and things to do because uh, you, you're not allowed to like kill people during like that uh, that Star Wars event we went to, right? Correct. So they just turn off the, the killing thing every now and then and have an event. You're still able to wear your, you know, Iron Man costume or whatever. Uh, and away you go. Interesting. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Maybe it's for the youngins, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think we might be. Uh, this might be the, the, the dividing line of our generation and the next. The, the metaverse yeah maybe it might possible. be the point where i'm like i'm not interested in that i'm an old man now you know and I, i'll never understand why the the next generation wants to do that <laughs> <laughs> we'll see all right our next story here battlefield 2042 has millions of players and is performing better than battlefield 5 this is from GameSpot in a blog post announcing forthcoming changes uh, to the military fps dice said it's only a few days past our global launch, and there are already millions of you playing Battlefield 2042. The studio added that 2042 has reached almost twice as many players at this point compared to 2018's Battlefield 5. Um, for comparison, Battlefield 5 sold about 7.3 million copies over its first two months. This is a gigantic result, but it was below EA's own expectations for the game. Battlefield 2042 reaching more players at this point in its life cycle compared to Battlefield 5 suggests sales might be better but EA has not announced any specific figures as of yet. First of all, that's just weird there. Mm-hmm. That is bizarre. It's kind of weird that they thought 7.3 million, 7. million was below. I mean, I don't work there, so I don't, you know what I mean? It's not like I know what the, maybe maybe 7.3 million is a horrible number for them for Battlefield 5. But I mean, that, that sounds like a well, hell of a lot of money. I'm wondering if <laughs> Battlefield is now like one of those games where that costs like upwards of a hundred million dollars. You know, I have a, okay. I have a problem with that, and I, and I want to ask you a question. In these games now, okay, Battlefield 2042, from what I've seen, and maybe I haven't seen it all. Actually, I probably haven't seen it all. 
there's like maybe four or five maps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What the fuck is going on in terms of the in terms of that? Like, if it's true that these games are very difficult to make, I understand mechanic wise, recording the guns, modeling. I'm not saying that. Why aren't there more damn maps? Like Battlefield Five, until the Pacific thing came out, it was like, oh, we have like you know, fifteen maps or twelve maps or whatever it was. But it's like, oh, but in reality, if you play Grand Operations, you get to play on this big ass map, and then we just cut this big map into like four or five little sections, and that's five maps. The big map, and then it's four little subsections, and it's like, well, no, like <laughs> I know where I am. Like I know this is a piece of the bigger map that's available, right. and that that that's not what's happening here in twenty forty two. But I've only played like four or five maps. And I've played it like a fair bit in comparison to or in uh, in between the glitches and such. But like, I want to know seriously, like how long it takes. I'm not saying it's easy, but how long it takes for them to make new maps. Like how much happier would people be if there was just like a shitload of maps? They don't have to redo the modeling of the guns for it. For it. They don't have to redo the tanks. They don't have to redo the vehicles. They don't have to redo the, the rain effects. They They have a bunch of environmental assets. Isn't it just... Building a map, like in a map slash level builder, I'm not saying it's easy, but like, isn't a lot of the work done? Like the menus are done. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, there's a, like, like, why aren't there more maps in these damn games? I don't know. It'd be it'd be nice if if you know they uh, some studio or some someone showed a bit more as to what goes on in in video game development because I think a lot of people don't know how hard it is and how much money it costs to make these games. And I think oh, sure. a little, a little more, um, you know, I guess, uh, education on that would be, uh, appreciated. It's kind of the same thing with everything, right? It's like, Oh, like this is, you know, uh, like a really simple e-commerce site that sells flowers for the local flower shop. But like, you don't know all the hell that happened to make that thing work, you know, uh, stuff like that. Like it's, we don't know, like, we're not insiders, but, like, yeah. in terms of, like, maps, it's, like, can they not make more maps? Like, is it is it super difficult to make a lot of maps? Like, I feel like the older games had more maps. That's recent, or that that's not a recent memory, though, so maybe I'm wrong. They had a lot more smaller maps. That's fair as well, right? So, like, I don't know. It's just... I feel as though these games release and then it's like, oh, play these five maps for a whole year. And then in a year, year and a half, we'll release another big patch where we release five more maps. And it's like, did it take uh, f- a whole year to make five maps? So I have an article here from Game Rants. Uh It was published May 23rd, 2021. <clears throat> uh, it has Battlefield 4 at costing $100 million to make. So the game after that was Battlefield 1 and then Battlefield 5 and now Battlefield 2042. So I, I can only imagine that the budget increased over those last three games, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. And it, now that I think of it, I did. We did play the same maps over and over again in Battlefield 1, but they, they had a lot of variety in them, so we didn't really complain. Do you think the Battlefield 2042 maps feel stale? I feel like that whole game is just boring to me. I, I, I kind of regret buying it because I, I, I should have just listened to my instincts. I didn't. I had no interest in Battlefield 2042 when I saw it was like a futuristic 
kind of almost back to Battlefield 4 roots type of game. Mm-hmm. I just don't have interest in that. Um, from a Battlefield game, at least. I'm always interested in what Call of Duty is doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't. I just don't think anything... There's nothing interesting about 2042 to me. The maps don't interest me. You know, the storms are cool, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Battlefield yeah. 5, we, we were just playing that like, just like a few months ago, and that was that was a great game. I, I think that turned out to be pretty good, even though the launch was, was rough. Battlefield 1 was obviously a, a fantastic game. I just don't like Battlefield's modern take, I think. It bores me. A big problem is that the maps are big, but the 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 action is not focused. And yeah. so and so yeah. you have these huge maps. Maybe that's why we that's maybe that's why I'm bored of like having a lot of the maps that they claim are different maps be subsections of larger maps because I run through those environments so often. If I didn't run through those environments so often, even if they were in the same map and it was just cut out and be like, hey, look, this smaller map is actually a separate map, but it's just a piece of the bigger map. I would probably be okay with it, like more okay with it. Mm-hmm. But now, but like I've run through that damn village like 40 times just to get to my damn objective, you know, and then get sniped and have to run back through it again. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's just we're not, you haven't played it enough. If uh, if it's just the, the the rocky launch that's like kind of turning me off of turning me off of it. Um, but you're right that the the action doesn't seem focused. Um, like what are those what were those big maps called? Like what was those, like, that game mode called? Oh, uh, conquest. Uh, well, in this game you in this game you have hazard zone, or you you have like this all out war thing, which is breakthrough and conquest. The Conquest one, which is like the very large maps, right? Yes. Well, Operations is too, but it, it there, it's divided into sectors. So you have to, like, the action is right. focused. Right. Uh, I think that's better because the, the Conquest ones is like, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go play a, a, a military shooter. And then, like, you show up in your helicopter and it's like, yeah, and you, you get out and then you got to run for like five minutes, literally five minutes. Yeah. Literally five minutes only to get sniped. Yeah. And it's just, and it's like quiet. You know, you see, you hear some like gunshots off in the background, little snaps. And then, and then you're just like, it's like, it's so weird. It's so strange to me. There's been a couple of times in, even in Battlefield 5, we, we, we played a lot of Breakthrough, I think it was called, in Battlefield 5 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, we played some Conquest, and there were literally times where I sat in a building defending a point, and I just went on my phone. <laughs> right, yeah. Because I'm just yeah. waiting for something to show up. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there's some issues with it. Uh, hopefully, it, it evolves over time. Clearly, they saved uh, Battlefield Five since we liked that so much at the end. There, um, it's just unfortunate that you know we paid full price and then you get kind of a broken game that feels kind of featureless. <laughs> you know, this game is 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 really broken though. Like Battlefield Five, when I played it, because I think I played it at launch or very close to launch. It had its fair share of problems. People didn't like the gameplay too much, and there was like issues with the maps. Like some of the maps were boring and stuff. Um, like I've already mentioned a couple times, <laughs> and that was one thing. But like 2042, it's like, oh, can't select my loadout. Oh, can't deploy. Oh, I died, and the timer went down to zero. Can't deploy again. Oh, my game crashed. Like, it's like it's like the the basics aren't there yet. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, here's hoping it gets better. Um, let's move on to our last story for the week. The Lord of the Rings studio is making a new game based on a major worldwide IP. This is from GameSpot. Uh, now, this isn't this isn't uh, Monolith, who's been making the uh, Shadow of War, the Mordor games. Uh, this is the Lord of the Rings effects and prop studio Weta Workshop, 
that they have they've revealed that its gaming division is working on a new game based on a major worldwide IP. A job ad for a producer role at Weta Workshop Interactive further teases that IP is very close to our hearts, which is intriguing to think about. Weta Workshop is best known for its work on Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings series. Uh, so that franchise would seemingly fit the bill. However, nothing is confirmed at this stage. And Weta has uh, worked on numerous other gigantic franchises over the years, such as The Hobbit, Avatar, and King Kong. Um, so yeah, something close to their hearts. I, I, I find that interesting. Would that mean Lord of the Rings? Or, or what? I mean, I mean, I... I kind of want to say no, because wouldn't they just say we're working on a Lord of the Rings project? Like, it's not really it's not gonna really going to be a surprise if they're just like, by the way, we're <laughs> yeah. working on, you know, I'm going to do we have like a I'm going to I'm going to look this up right now. Do we have like a game history? Oh, maybe. Uh, however, on Facebook, what has said that the new game that uh, that is based on a quote, incredibly rich and inspiring license that will fill fans and players around the world with delight. Incredibly rich and inspiring. Yeah, that doesn't sound like Lord of the Lord Rings. Of the Rings. <laughs> well, no, like it. That could be Lord of the Rings. I'm not dissing Lord of the Rings, but them wording it like that means I think they're trying to throw us off the scent. I don't think they would throw us off the scent that hard if it was Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. I. Uh, I have a crazy theory. I doubt it's Star Wars because I think they could have teased that differently. I don't think that'd be it. <sighs> I have a crazy theory, and it's probably not going to happen, though. <laughs> What's that? I mean, we're talking about these guys are, like, tied to Lord of the Rings. I know it's the effects and props studio. It's the gaming division of that. Um, when I looked up Weta Workshop, all I found was the props and whatever. Maybe it's Weta Digital. I, I didn't, like, look too much into it. Weta Workshop Interactive. Weta Work... Okay, one sec. One sec. We're, before I before I say this crazy theory, Weta Workshop Interactive. Let's take a look at this. Weta Workshop Interactive... What have they made? Games. Okay, here we go. We're going to go to their game page. Games. Uh, what is that? <laughs> well, I'm now on a page that's that says Dr. Dr. Grord Bortz Invaders. <laughs> the next page is Dr. Grord Bortz Boosters. The next one is Grord Battle. Combo knots. What incredibly rich and inspiring licenses you're listing. <laughs> <laughs> this is just in like a little slider on the top of the Weta Workshop games page. <laughs> what the hell? Well, anyway, um, what I was going to say is, and this is like a real far cry is, what if it's a Stargate game? I mean, here, that's here's a, that's my a far cry. <laughs> no, no, hang on, hang on. Here's my here's my theory. Here's my theory here. Now I don't know if it could even legally happen here. Uh, MGM is like in the in the midst of being acquired by Amazon. Amazon, Amazon is making a Lord of the Rings series. Amazon, there's also another Stargate game already being made. We already know that Amazon has uh, not remade but continued the show, um, The Expanse. After purchasing it from Sci-Fi, which I believe it was due to be canceled or whatever ended, um, so if they're buying MGM, of which one of their major licenses is obviously 007, but another major license is Stargate. Uh, Brad Wright is has wrote some sort of script, I believe, and he like gave it to MGM, but then MGM started being acquired by 
started being acquired by Amazon, so it went into like some proverbial vault. Is this is this a Stargate game? They say major worldwide IP. I don't. I mean, it was back in the '90s and early 2000s. I know, but I don't think it still fits that definition of major worldwide IP. That's why I'm thinking it's a bit of a far cry. Like, if you talk to kids and be like, you know what Stargate is, be like, no. However, I made fun of the show Babylon 5 and been like, well, at least literally I said one day, at least they'll never remake Babylon 5. And literally the next day, someone was telling me about the new Babylon 5 remake they're making. So, I mean, here we are. (laughs) Just trying to think. It could be a Marvel game, I guess, because they kind of outsource their development. Would they, um, would they do that with all the Square Enix stuff, though? Well, they don't just stick with Square Enix. I mean, Insomniac's making games uh, for them. <clears throat> uh, they let Telltale make a Guardians game. Um, you know, they're just looking for anyone who they think is, is good and, and can make a good game. <sighs> Incredibly rich. So that has, that has to mean a lot of, like, universe. I would, what I'm going to say is, I wonder if this is not as big a game as we think it is. What if this is not a AAA game? That's possible too. Because like the other other games don't seem to have been that massive. So what if this, yeah, what if it's more in line with the scale of the other games and it's just like a license, like a piece of a license that then that, Uh, then that really could be Stargate then. I would say it could be a Matrix game, but I feel like they would have had that ready for the launch of the new movie. That's a good point. Yeah, like what other movies like could like we're talking Lord of the Rings. Uh if it's Lord of the Rings, then this is dumb. Like this <laughs> yeah. is like, you know what I mean? Like I I'm gonna hate this conversation in the future if we find out it's just about a Lord of the Rings game. A well, they'd be able to do it the best, Hmm? They'd be able to do it the best. They literally made the physical Lord of the Rings stuff. Oh, I'm not gonna diss their abilities or anything. I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't want us to have this huge like discussion and then it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, like gotcha. Like it's just Lord of the Rings again. It's like, well, damn it, guys. Uh, oh, some other studio is making that Golem game. Yeah, like what's going on here? Like everything's kind of waking up in the in the Lord of the Rings verse. Like, do you think do you, do you think that they would make another one? Major worldwide IP. Watch it be something ridiculous like Space Ghost. Like, just some random-ass, well, like, cartoon. I was going to say that. Maybe major worldwide IP could be subjective. You know? It's just, like, marketing. Because, like, even, like, a small, small-ish studio would still call themselves a major worldwide IP. You know? Yeah. I mean... Ah, oh, it's weird. With their with their history that I just laid, Dr. Grodbot or whatever it was... <laughs> Um, <laughs> but Dr. Grodbot or whatever, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like if, if it was something like we, we had like a, a thread to pull, like, oh, it's a big open world and we're all familiar with it, like a Zelda or like whatever, then we could kind of like di- dive into this. But all we have is Lord of the Rings and Grodbot. So major worldwide IP. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I really can't think of what would make sense. I think it's, I, you know what? I mean, I'm throwing, I'm throwing a vote in for Stargate. 
I'm throwing a vote in for Stargate because Stargate's had crazy. so many, but it's had so many failed games. Like it's had failed apps, which are games. It's had like well, games that have come out and then failed. It had a failed MMO. What if this is the time? This might be the time. Might be the time. Uh, it could be Star Trek. Ah, oh, damn them! Damn them! If it's Star Trek, um, you think it would be Star Trek though? Like, what that do you does think fit that incredibly would... rich and inspiring. No, you're saying Stargate isn't incredibly rich and inspiring. I uh, not, not inspired uh, by Richard Dean Anderson and the gang. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Lord of the Rings. It's gonna be Lord of the Rings, and I'm gonna feel like an idiot. Yeah. I, I I don't know what else that could be. You're like, hey guys, we made a VR like a VR uh, Lord of the Rings game. Like, great. Like, <laughs> like of course they. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, they they have the the props. They could scan them in and yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll know once they finally tell us. But uh, yeah, avatars being made. Isn't it? Yeah, right. Like, there's like, like Lord of the Rings is, is already, you know, being made. DC they made, stuff. They have their own studios. Like WB has their own studios that make DC stuff. Uh, Mar. It could be Marvel, but I mean, who knows? I feel like they could have described it a little differently. One second here. If we take a look at it, says could, here it still in could here, be Star Wars, but who knows? isn't that? Is that in that EA or is that has that been retired? Well, that's that's kind of retired because we know that um, Ubisoft uh, is working on that uh, that one. What I was gonna say is, see, like even when I type in "wet a workshop," uh, for what the hell? Uh, first of all, Apex Legends showed up first. Is it Apex Legends? That's EA. What? This is Weta Workshop figures of fandom, and then there's an Apex Legends thing. I don't know what that means. From Walmart.ca. What the hell is going on here? What? We're, man, they're really throwing us off the scent. They're like, they're hijacking the freaking Google results. And like, okay, one sec. If we come to, yeah, because like Weta Workshop just has like figures and stuff. Like if I go into here, oh crap. It's going to be Stranger Things. Huh? It's going to be Stranger Things. Oh, that's interesting. Because they have... Okay, here's a list of... Okay, no, so one second. That can, you can't make that a game, though. That they have a the little mobile game. They have that mo- Yeah, they have the mobile game on Netflix. But that, that makes it more cartoony and arcadey. You can't, but that, you can't have a, a Stranger Things game based on, like, characters. Well, here... Okay, I'm going to list you. This is on the wet ands, So, W-E-T-A-N-Z.com. This is verbatim. Underneath the heading, products... From our brands. Stranger Things. Uh, Labyrinth, which I believe is a musician thing. Uh, the Dark Crystal. And the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Don't know what that is. JL. Don't know what that is. The Lord of the Rings. Predator. Alien. And Aliens. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Here we go. Wait, wait. Who's doing this stuff? This is what? This is what a workshop. Oh, the movies they work on. This is, It just says this is. Like literally under the heading on their homepage, products from our brands. So these are uh, these are their brands. What were those last two you said? So wait a sec. JL, The Lord of the Rings, Predator, Alien Aliens, Ghostbusters, 
You have three The Hobbits. Oh, great. You have Chappie in here. Um, <laughs> Freaking Chappie. I can't yeah, handle it. Major Worldwide IP. Oh, hang on. We got Gremlins. Apex Legends. Here we go. That's Borderlands strange. 3. District 9. It could be a District 9 game. Heavy Hitters. Where That's the hell that not is? Not a Major Worldwide IP, though. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, oh, Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is here. Tomb Raider Anniversary. Men in Black. They worked on oh, those? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Alita. Battle Angel? Um, yeah, there's also... Uh, I think so. It's it's really small here on mobile. Uh, 50 Years of Planet of the Apes. That's what it says in the image. Weta that would Workshop. be interesting. A Planet of the Apes game? I'd play a Planet of the Apes game. And then Dr. Grordbortz. <laughs> and that's the end of that like area. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe it, mean, could, it could be a King Kong game as well. Could be Ghostbusters. Could be Ghostbusters. But again, Fuck. the movie came out. I mean, I think they they probably would have timed that up better. Uh, I mean they they didn't do that for like I mean many other series like Wanted. And yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't have to be tied to the the movie. It's just gonna right. be a separate Ghostbusters game. <clears throat> that could be fun. It could be Predator, Alien. Those two. Those are those are major. Those are already being made by other people, though. Uh, well, Stargate wasn't in the list, so I guess we're getting to play of these games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait to find out. But I am definitely curious. Um, it's very interesting. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can catch us on the Twitch at twitch.tv slash daymanpatchmedia. Wednesdays at 8.30 uh, p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll probably still be doing Back for Blood, trying to get through those supply lines. And uh, other than that, we'll catch you guys later. Peace.